Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of What's Up with Power. My name is Justin Wagner with Team ODZ. We are happy to have you on the show today. We're going to be teaching you the basics of power-based training so that you can take your game to the next level. Get to that next racing category, get to understand your fitness better, become more efficient in your workouts, whatever it is you're looking for. We're hoping to teach you a little bit about how power can take you there. So we've got a group ride going on in Zwift. See right over here on the side. We're going to be launching that in about a minute and 40 seconds. So if you'd like to join us on the ride, feel free to do so. It's in the event list. Watts up with power. We ride together nice one and a half, 1.8 watts per kilo while we watch the broadcast. And uh, anyways, if you'd like to join that, it would be great. And <laughs> we also have folks in Discord, discord.teamodz.com if you're wanting to join in on the audio chat. The way this works is we're going to have 15 minutes of teaching. So I'll go through some slides, talk about today's topic, which is going beyond average power, understanding normalized power and uh, once we once we get through that teaching section we open it up for questions and answers have 15 minute section where ask whatever you want and answer it here on the show so um um get some messages here in the group before we get started and uh Get everyone on board. 20 seconds till we start. And those turn down volume. Bring up live broadcast here. Go and group ride is rolling out. Go. Of course, we've got some. Oh, we started at the same. T oh no! Ah, great. Thank you. We had they scheduled another ride to launch at the exact same time. So, oh, at least it went in a different section from here. That's 1.5.8 watts E. Okay. Got that going. Bring up the slides here. And with that, we will get going. So, today's episode is about average power. Um, Kind of understanding that. So it's based off of the training, uh, or the teachings in chapter seven of training and racing with a power meter. If you uh, don't have that book and you're looking to understand power-based training concepts, I highly recommend you get it. Not an expensive book. It's a uh, very informative. Okay, and uh, you've got questions after the show. Maybe you're watching this recording. Uh, I want to ask some questions. We post all the episodes to our forum. 
at discuss.endurancelab.fit. Head over there and uh, ask us any questions, have about the show, follow up on the forum. So well as we give some other uh, heads up, sneak peek type information over there. So if you're interested in getting a little more out of the show, head over there. Okay. So what is normalized power? Why should you care? And what are we looking to do with it? Probably the first question people would like to know. Um, so if you look here on the screen, I've got an example of two different workouts. Okay, I've got uh, one, let's say this person's uh, FTP for this, this their theoretical case we're looking at is 200 watts, okay? So the first scenario, the person holds uh, 100 watts, that's half their FTP for 60 minutes, okay? The second scenario, the person does nothing, okay, I'm not gonna say nothing. They do a very insignificant amount of work, let's say five watts, 30 minutes. I know I have zero watts written up on the screen, but for the sake of argument, let's just say it's very low power, but non-zero, okay? Do that for 30 minutes. And then they hold their FTP for 30 minutes, okay? So stepping back for a little bit, anybody who's, kind of done an FTP test or knows what that number means for themselves, holding your FTP for 30 minutes is no, no joke. Not, a, not something you just wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to go hold my FTP for 30 minutes because I like to. It's, you know, it's that's some serious work going on there. So I think we'd all agree, and half your FTP is, is very easy effort, okay? Um, so, two completely different workouts, but as it turns out, mathematically, they both have the same average power. Uh, okay, so like, if I'm only looking at average power, what is this? Well, I might as well do the first one if it counts the same, right? <laughs> well, it doesn't, it's not... It might be the same in terms of average power, but it is not the same in terms of what it does to your body, okay? And uh, so this is what normalized power is looking to quantify, put a number towards. What is the difference here? How do we quantify that? How do we put a number on it? And it's based on the fact that what we just said, that the second case here is a whole different um, system. It just causes much different physiological changes in your body, okay? So um, so this is the basis. We're going to be talking about this example quite a bit as we go throughout today, right? So we'll move to the next slide. So why, okay, so kind of give the high-level perspective. So what are the uses for normalized power? Let's say it was all over, you kind of, okay, whatever. I don't know what Justin said, but what do I need to normalize power for? Well, it is the basis for, if you've heard of this term, TSS, training stress score, stress points. Um, that is based off of normalized power. So understanding normalized power is, uh, is a key to understanding how norm TSS comes to be. So 
Um, so, like I said, those two workouts have the same average power, but they are definitely different how they stress, uh, stress your body. So we're going to look at how we quantify that difference. And like bullet point number one said with TSS, TSS is the basis for, for working towards what maybe you'd call perfect periodization or maybe peaking, uh, tapering, all these terms um, based off of what's called the performance management chart. Um, this is kind of building blocks, getting to understand those concepts, okay? So, so that's why normalized powers come to be, okay? So we're going to talk about three things. Normalized power, it's going to account for the variability. Okay, so that's, you could, if you could summarize the whole show at the end, somebody said, so you watched What's Up With Power, and you supposedly now know about normalized power. What would you describe it to me in one sentence? I would say it accounts for the variability in power during a ride. Average power does not account for that variability. So, <coughs> you got your high-level summer. We're going to get into more details. But, um... Also, we're going to talk about um, intensity factor. So intensity factor now takes that normalized power number and it expresses it as a percentage of your FTP, which is uh, quite often looked at in your workout summaries, looking at the intensity factor, okay? So, uh, okay, training stress score is builds upon those two and it comes back with What's the overall training load for a workout? And, and we'll understand later as we go through the show why that's important, but that's how we basically model your, your fitness level things. Give me one second type of message here. Righty. So, all right, so normalized power. It's the algorithm used to compute normalized power attempts to address these two, these two key points right here, that physiological responses to rapid changes in exercise intensity not instantaneous. They follow a predictable time course. Second of all, that many critical physiological responses are curvilinearly rather than linearly related to exercise intensity. Oh, big words. Okay, so what does that mean? Second piece, the harder you go, it's not a linear relationship between the stress created on your body and with relation to how hard you go. So this basically means if I'm gonna go twice my FTP, it's not just, 2x the physiological cost per second on my body. It's more like 4x. Okay? So that's kind of what they're saying here. That you're <coughs> it's not a linear relationship. Okay? Harder we go, more cost it has on our body. This boils down to why you can only sprint for much shorter durations of time, right? Then your FTP, because it starts to take more and more out of your body. So, here is the nitty-gritty. If you want to know how to calculate 
normalized power. Let's say you're a big numbers nerd. You're good with Excel, whatever it may be. And you say, if, if, you, if you understand this formula, you can calculate your own normalized power from a ride. If you get your raw power numbers, you can get there, okay? This, is, this formula is published in the book, No Secret. There's, Strava, there's plugins for Strava that will calculate this based on power data Strava, okay? So what do you do? You start with, take your power numbers, you get a 30-second rolling average power number, okay? Calculate that number. You get a new array of 30-second average power numbers. So obviously for your first 30 seconds, there'll be zeros. Right now you take each one of those values, you raise them to the fourth power. So you're going to have a new list of numbers. All that first one raised to the fourth value. Then you take all of those new numbers and you average them, okay? Take a big, massive average of all those numbers. And then you take the fourth root. It's like taking a square root, but it's the fourth power. The fourth root of the number abstained, obtained in step number three. And lo and behold, you have normalized power. So remember we talked about this being uh, not a linear relationship in intensity. So you notice in step two, we're taking those power numbers and we're raising them to the fourth power. Here, that's where that extra intensity comes in. Now obviously, we do take the root, come back, but it has the average built in. So this is just the mechanics. I would not say this is a full um, you know, description of of why this ties back exactly to your physiological systems, but if you wanted to say, hey, I really have an understanding of how this number is calculated, definitely do that. So, and uh, extra bonus nerd points. If you submit a spreadsheet where you've done this for one of your rides, I'll give you a virtual high five, maybe even a virtual 10. <coughs> uh, so let's talk in back in non-super nerdy math terms. Let's go back to uh, how would I describe what normalized power is, okay? So let's say you had, let's say you, I'll just read it. <laughs> normalized power is the wattage you would have averaged if you had pedaled smoothly for the entire effort or the power your body thought it was doing, even though in reality, the effort could have been very sporadic on off, like in a race. So, so going back to the example, this isn't necessarily saying that, hey, they had the same average power, but if we look back at scenario number one, where you did 100 watts for 60 minutes versus uh, 200 watts for 30 minutes, basically we calculate what number you'd have to do for 60 minutes continuously to come up with the same physiological cost as doing your FTP for 30 minutes. Now this does bring up an argument that not all TSS is created equal. That is absolutely true. And typically you will wanna pick the intervals you're training for that match whatever your targets may be for specific type of racing, hill in a race, whatever that may be. So, so even though they have the same physiological cost or benefit 
to your body in terms of fitness gains, uh, it, there's still different sizes of knives, let's say. Right? There's different tools, different time durations. So that's a that's a asterisk to keep tra track of there. So in other words, it's an a normalized power. It's an estimate of the power that you could have maintained for the same physiological cost if your power output had been perfectly constant rather than variable. Now, um, just because you've had a normalized power for a certain duration of time does not necessarily mean that you could turn around and average that power for the same duration because <clears throat> you can actually, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot goes into surging, backing off in that recovery period during when you're backing off and your body can actually cover a little bit. So, so again, it may not, uh, um, yeah, so take that into account that just because you've done normalized power for a certain duration doesn't necessarily mean you could do average power for, the, for that or perfectly constant because that kind of depends on the type of rider you are. Some people may have really strong VO2 and they can surge a lot and get really high normalized power, but they try and do the same thing for average, they'd be, they'd be in trouble. Easy here. Same. All right, keep the pack together. All right, so next slide. Okay, so um, talked about that. So here's another number that you may see in your uh, training summary type numbers and training peaks or other systems. Lots of them use it. Was coined by training peaks, but uh, it's called variability index. What is variability index? So variability basically tells you, it's a, it's a quantification. We're quantifying the surginess. I just made that word up. Surginess or burstiness, okay? We're quantifying that. So if, let's say you've, you're having an effort where you're doing a lot of really hard efforts, a sprint workout, you can look at your average power at the end. It's not gonna be very high, but your normalized power could be off the charts. And because of that, you'll notice that the variability index, therefore, becomes high. And so it's basically you just take normalized power and you divide it by average power. And actually, for those of you Zwift keen, Zwift racers, you'll notice uh, um, in Zwift, on ZwiftPower.com, uh, James Hodges has actually embedded this in the race summary page. If you believe one of the columns shows you people's average power for the race but it has this box around it and then there's a bar inside that box of a different color so that bar goes farther to the right and gets more red as the variability index gets higher so basically it kind of tells you who who was surging a lot maybe who was attacking who was sitting in the pack so you can kind of tell that just as with power.com See some comments coming in. We will definitely get to those shortly. Okay, so let's come back to our example. Let's talk about uh, what that means. So, for, so we're going to calculate normalized power for the first effort of just holding 
100 watts for 60 minutes, the normalized power is 100 watts, okay? And the variability index there is one. And the intensity factor, not shown up here, is 50% or 0.5, okay? Half your FTP. So now second scenario where we did very, very little amount of work for 30 minutes, followed by our FTP for 30 minutes. We calculate this out. The normalized power comes out to 168 watts, much higher, which means our variability index is 1.68. So there's your quantification. You would have had to hold 168 watts for an hour in this case uh, to have the same effect on this person. Okay, so <laughs> intensity factor. <clears throat> we kind of went back to this. The ratio of your normalized power to your FTP, or yeah, so it's in relative terms. So here you go. And I put intensity factor here on the screen. So the top, this is 50% of your FTP uh, for the whole effort. Now down here, the intensity factor for the entire hour was 0.84 or 84%. Even though we basically did very, very little work and then 100% is going to come out to. 0.84 for your intensity factor. So, intensity factor, what's uh, another use for intensity factor? You can use this as a back of the napkin calculation to see um, if maybe your FTP needs a bump. So, let's say you've got an intensity factor of 1.05 or more for like a one hour effort. You go out for a one hour race and you're seeing intensity factors over. 1.05. Uh, that's that's a that's an indication that your FTP may have changed. You probably should retest. It does not mean absolutely, but I'd say it's a good indicator that you may be primed for a higher FTP. Training stress score. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but it uses both your intensity factor and the duration of a workout to account for the added stress. Uh, on your body. So basically, take the duration of the workout in seconds, multiply by your intensity factor squared, divide by 36, where you get TSS. Okay, that's the formula right there. So if you were to do one hour at your FTP, you would get 100 TSS. So Think about that. One hour at FTP, 100 TSS. If you understand that, it gives you a good <clears throat> baseline for how much uh, work different workouts should be based on their TSS. And so the top workout with only half your FTP for an hour, TSS was 25. Down below your TSS was 50. Okay. Um, so if you're building a workout in Zwift, in their workout editor, they actually show you the TSS real time as you're building a workout. Call it stress points. You can see the red arrow is pointing there in the middle. I'll tell you how many stress points that workout will be. Okay. So Q&A session. I got a couple on Facebook here. I'm going to address really quickly. If you've got other questions, let them fly. We will address them. Uh, if you're watching the replay, you can. Two ways you can get your questions in. Go on the forum, discuss at endurancelab.fit. 
or you can email us at wuwp at teamodz.com. So, <clears throat> questions here. Greg Lee, Greg Leo, excuse me, says, is normalized power as an estimate of potential, potential constant power more accurate when the duration is closer to one hour? Um, great question, Greg. So I would say, um, uh, so, ooh, the accuracy of using normalized power as a potential constant power. Um, I, I don't know if that accuracy changes with the time duration. I think I say that from simply the perspective of its um, TSS cost, right? So um, whether or not it becomes more or less accurate is a great question. Don't know that I actually have an answer for that. Um, give me a second. Uh, Google bonkers on the hill. Um, based on the way I looked at it, which was basically, you know, you get the same TSS. I would think, you know, it, it's not going to change a lot, but um, maybe have morphed the way I'm looking at it a little bit, and. Uh, Definitely, one thing does come to mind with this question is that normalized power only makes sense even for longer efforts. So if you're, I forget what the time duration is, but normalized power doesn't make sense if you're calculating it over 30 seconds, for example. It's a 30 seconds, starts off of a 30 second rolling average. So I want to say you really need to get to... <clears throat> 10 to, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 to 20 minute mark-ish before normalized power is even something worth looking at for an effort. Um, but uh, there is, the book does describe a duration there, and I don't have that number offhand. But great question, Greg. Uh, Andrew Burns says, my power isn't very high as I got... As I got it over 200, then got injured last year. Haven't done an FTP test. <laughs> Watching your 150 watts and under 100 BPM makes me jealous. Well, not necessarily a question, but uh, I appreciate it. You're making me blush. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Andrew. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Have more questions? Do let them fly. Got a couple more minutes here. I'm also, uh, we do have, <laughs> we do have an event coming up. Team ODZ is putting on a, a real life race in the real world. Uh, it'll actually be the state championship road race for, oh, it's actually, it's WSBA, which is mainly Washington, uh, North Idaho, and, um, Anyone in Oregon who wouldn't be part of OBRA, for whatever reason, uh, part of WSBA. So the WSBA Road Race Championships will be on July 28th, 2018. We'll be hosting this, organizing it, directing it uh, at Liberty High School in Spangle, Washington. So if you're in the area, you like racing, you want to come watch some racing, 
see what bike racing is all about, test yourself out, whatever it may be, definitely check that out. And if you're looking for some training, get yourself ready for that race. The Endurance Lab um, got a new training lab starting up on March 26th. So that's, what's today's date? So in five days, I believe that is on Monday. So sign up happening this week for the next training lab. So the way Endurance Lab works is it's basically group structured training. You get other people going through the same uh, workout regimens, types of workouts at the same time. And it allows you to basically um, complain together, <laughs> uh, complain about the workouts, talk about the workouts, share experiences. So, and you get um, <clears throat> live access to coaches through a forum. Okay, so several coaches involved, and you get direct access to them to answer your training questions about the workout as you go through them. So, check that out. Search for Endurance Lab. Um, EnduranceLab.fit is where you can see more details on that and sign up for that. Uh, if you want to know more details about the race, check us out on Facebook, the Team ODZ public page. Uh, you got an event in there. Uh, like that event, and we'll be posting updates, more updates as they come. Actually, the Endurance Lab is a sponsor of that race, and they'll be uh, giving random drawings away at the end of the race. For some free lab entries. So if that excites you, uh, check us out. Um, I want to thank everyone for, for coming today. It's been a wonderful presentation. If you've got more in-depth questions on normalized power, like I said, we'll be posting this to the uh, forum afterwards at discuss.endurancelab.fit. We can uh, address those questions offline, maybe a little more in-depth, whatever it may needs be. And uh, I want to thank you for coming. Hopefully you join us next time. We're here every week, Wednesdays, 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, yourmomsbasement.com. Okay, that's not a real website, but anyway. So uh, lots of avenues for you to consume. We also package this up as a podcast and include it in the training or the endurance lab podcast. If you're interested in that, search whatever your uh, favorite podcast platform is, search for endurance lab and uh, the endurance lab and you will find us there and uh, episodes come out as it takes a little bit of processing, but they come out. And so if maybe you can <clears throat> listen to them on your commute or something where watching the video isn't uh, feasible. Thank you, Greg, for coming. And uh, with that, I'm gonna say, have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed the presentation. I've enjoyed being your host. Have a wonderful day.